Hello, and welcome to the Weather Report. We are Dave, Sona, and Gareth coming to you from Brooklyn. We are the podcast that asks whether a technology, a trend, a business, or a theme is here to stay or whether it's going to go away shortly. Today's topic, we're talking about the on-demand lifestyle. What does it mean when you can get anything you want, anytime you want, anywhere you are, and you expect this lifestyle to be yours, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's the way it is. On-demand, good, bad, or going to wreck the future of our country. Uh, Anyway, the first thing I did have is that there's definitely less patience, which is something you brought up. People are clicking, and they want it now. You see it on Amazon, you want it. Is it arriving one day shopping, free shipping, whatever. Uh, So there's definitely less appreciation for the craft or the thing that actually went into an object. It becomes very ephemeral. It's just like very, here's a thing, I've ordered it, it arrives. You don't think about that that shirt or that pair of shoes or whatever it is was made by a person that took X amount of time. There's no, there's no backstory to that unless you're buying into a brand story like that. But if you just go on Amazon and buy something, it's very flippant. You click, you buy, it's on demand. Um, and kind of like music, I think, and entertainment, music's been a big casualty of that. Entertainment less so because they've figured it out a lot quicker. Um, people will sweat around and make music and jam and practice, but they're worth the music's not worth anything. It's actually worth zero. So indes- it's gone in so cheap as content. Yeah, yeah it has. Industries are definitely become victims to that. I think they're, they're the casualties of it for sure. But I also wonder how much are we the victims of what's happened? Did we ever even notice that? We live in an on-demand world now. You know, we're bringing this up as a topic on a podcast. If you walked around and asked people on the street, I would wonder if people would, if we would say, "Do you live in an on-demand world or live an on-demand lifestyle?" They would say, they would think about it and say, "Oh, yes, I guess I do," because I can give you examples on my phone, on my email, on my anything that is happening. But is anyone really aware of that we've come to this place where we're demanding a world in which five years ago, ten years ago, just couldn't even have fathomed it? So I think it's tough. Like, when you think about it, today we're recording a podcast, which is on-demand listening, and we're able to create content on our own and have our friends, colleagues, etc. listen to it. That wouldn't have happened without a lot of these tech advances. But I see a lot of negatives in what's happened. And typical Sona style, I can list through all the negatives. But one thing I want to focus on is... This whole concept of this being capitalism on steroids and technology is traditionally that. But now, really, people are doing on-demand everything in San Francisco, but what they're doing with their lives is just more work. It's not like they're actually spending it on doing something creative. And for so many people, it was that process of getting those things, of running those errands that were your creative time, or at least your time to just let your mind wander, and maybe you'll run into someone you know on the street. I love when that happens. Mm. Are we creating a world where that's not going to happen anymore? More, I think more so. There's, um, where the, so the simplified process of the clicking and, and shipping being replaced by that, that kind of... You become so insulated in, in this, the world. You're running around, and the, so one thing technology is not addressing was failed to do and it was always promised to do was improve the human condition which it hasn't it hasn't done it 400 years now it's it it gets worse the more we evolve technology with the more we push ourselves and it's a great point you don't run into anyone on the internet it's a very superficial thing Mm -hmm. 
And I think, too, you don't run into anyone in the experience of you getting your own on-demand things. I watched a movie on-demand. I watched the song I wanted to just hear about on-demand. I got my new sweater on-demand. All me, me, me things that certainly are things that are in my head that I want to do. But you're right. I'm not going to talk to anyone about those things. It's, it's kind of happened. I've been on my own time. But if you're not downloading the same movie or seeing the same song, if it's not that shared experience, suddenly we're becoming more bubbleized and it's like, great, I'm getting the thing I want delivered to me. Hit the button, hit the button. It's all delivered. But I'm, it's putting me, in essence, further away from you and kind of a shared idea. So there's always a push-pull. I think there's some aspects of internet culture that are definitely pushing back. Like the fact that we can have... Like a meme like Netflix and chill means that people are still having shared experiences and like there's certain cultural phenomenon that everyone can relate to. It's still happening. And then if you think about the backstory comment that you made, Etsy is a perfect example. You know that there's this artisanship and that there's these stories to the people whose products you're buying on Etsy. So there's definitely platforms that are still trying to like bring that more human connection and clearly artisan culture and that concentration of a generation focusing in on it is part of the backlash too, right? So I think there just needs to be a push and pull. I just don't know who are the forces that are going to pull back. And clearly the money is pushing forward, right? So all these companies that are providing these services, they're getting valued pretty highly. There's a lot of hype around them. Amazon is you know, pivoting all of its resources towards this. You have all the Hulus and the Netflix of the world. They're clearly doing really well. So who's going to pull back? That, I think, is the that will be the interesting thing. Right. Who's going to tell you, no, stop, don't want this thing on demand? We know we can deliver it right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can have this, but maybe it'd be good for you to wait. Maybe it'd be better for you to understand some patience here. That's what I start to see is you see people in line. You see people uh, at a subway stop, etc., I get the sense that people are expecting things to always be there, and so when they do have to suddenly wait, or you see a commercial about buffering, it's mm-hmm. like, we just got the internet you know, into our home stream this fast to be able to download things, or watch things, or order things, yeah, yeah. not that long ago, but yet the idea that we have to wait through, through 30 seconds of buffering is destroying us, even though what we're paying for, we're paying $10 a month. $10 a month to still be able to watch all this stuff versus having to go to the video store to get the thing, to do all that. Right. It, it's, it's convenience in your lifestyle certainly brought that way, but convenience at what cost? Mm-hmm. There was, uh, on St. Mark's Sound, St. Mark's Sounds, I think it was the record store that closed. So I went by there and um, it was basically shut down. There were a couple of albums still around. And there's a J. Crew in there now. Uh, no, not yet. Um, but what was kind of interesting, do you remember that process of actually finding music? It used to be very mm-hmm. physical. It was an investment of time. You had to go there, like flip through the stuff, look, read covers, go and listen to them, CDs or whatever it was. Uh, now you don't have that. But I don't know if it's more gratifying. Uh, it sounds like an old comment, but there was more, you, there was more appreciation to find the thing, listen to it. Okay, solid. I've, I've discovered that. Where I flip through Spotify, I'm like clicking, 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 clicking. It doesn't feel as gratifying. So I don't know if there... There's definitely a lack of physicality that's not being solved in this 
on-demand world. And everything being pushed at you here. You should like this artist. You should watch this movie because you like blank. We're trying to give you content and make it easier for your life too. But if everything is, I'm selecting from the choices that someone else is giving for me. Suddenly, the curation of the things I'm demanding is becoming either very narrow or very specific, based on someone other, someone else's criteria rather than my own. People aren't thinking about the lack of the curation that they're willing to to have in their lives for themselves. Mm-hmm. Some of the algorithm work is pretty good, but I think what is what you, you it, it leaves it doesn't leave you to have an accident like an epiphany there's no happy accident it's like data this is a, these are the six songs data shows that this next song is definitely in the list as well so it's kind of oh well yeah something completely different that you might like and that's gonna because it happens in life it's gonna make us more homogenized in terms of our likes too I, I think we see it even in the political system you we you hear that you listen to the people or read the news of the people that are in the zone that you want to hear from. If if your content's being delivered to you, if the types of sweaters and clothes you're buying are from the same places, emailing you over and over again, suddenly you become this person that feeds into all those exact specifications of the things that people tell you what you are. You, you, so you got at this point when we were talking before the podcast is how much of this is too much though? How many places can I be getting on-demand things from in my life where I suddenly have all these places to get on demand, but suddenly do I have time to search through everything to get what I want on demand? Yeah, completely. And I think about it also in terms of content. Like, I think, you know, everyone around the table, we here appreciate, like, good movies, good shows, things that make us laugh, but how can I possibly afford or does it make financial sense for me to have HBO on demand through my cable and then also have Hulu and then also have Amazon on demand. It's too many platforms right now. So clearly consolidation is going to have to happen because there's only so many people who can afford all these packages. So there's going to be even more consolidation of the services. And I do think we're going to see like a lot of small players really get hurt by it. And that's, that's really sad. So I think of like these little small retailers that are still getting all this traffic that's going to have to end if if you can't it's just gonna end. that's the model right if you're if you're a new small business if you're anybody whether you're delivering something or selling goods if you can't get your numbers up high enough fast enough you're just gonna eventually be washed away in the flow right and to what you're saying the consolidation I think the original reasons why Target and Walmart grew so big it was okay so now you have my dry goods and my you know cleaning products and okay now Target you're gonna offer my food there as well one-stop shopping for people made it really easy, but as we debundle that, it's just like, Gareth, what you're saying, what else do we do with our time when we don't have to go to the hardware store and don't visit the bread maker in our community? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, we're going to very cold places without relationships. And I also think, like, long-term, this is going to have such an impact on communities, but I actually think the suburbs are going to suffer even more because there's going to stop being a need to have those, like, traditional strip malls, etc. That's taking away jobs from like places that aren't around urban areas and that that is going to actually have like massive political ramifications massive ramifications in terms of operating budgets of municipalities it's going to have a lot of long-term impacts yeah and then there's going to be a continuing overcrowding of cities which has an impact too and i also think in terms of communities it's those interactions that make people realize there's people that are different than them out there in the world and are we going to be missing that further and further more, particularly in terms of like people who are like making these products come together. Are we really going to not interact 
with the people that make things and mail things, that means that we're completely forgetting about like our common, our fellow citizens. It, it's it's yeah. really it's, a, it's it, getting us even farther it, it's away. It's the last line of defense. Your your relationship with that product is a button and a UPS, USPS, or a FedEx guy, and that's it. Yeah. So, so they, it's kind of so while there's farm to table movement in food, why isn't there factory to table movement in terms of everything else in our lives? So I think we're noticing that it's important in terms of food, but I think it's important in terms of everything. In terms of manufacturing, etc., to know like where do things come from? You wonder eventually could you see decentralized manufacturing where Etsy no longer is saying, hey, you come up with the interesting creative capital and then start on our site. What we're going to say is, hey, Etsy's not going to start hiring people to say, you can make this widget at home if we send you the kits. If we give you a kit for 100, you send us 95 back. Suddenly, manufacturing is all happening there. It can be decentralized. I don't even have to open a plant. Mm-hmm. All I do is I have the UPS guy driving more around and chop off more boxes of your house every single day. Yeah. Yeah, so there's gonna have there's gonna be there's gonna be a force pushing us back because it the, the world that it could look like could be a very sad, gray world. But I think that's the the world of convenience is more more often than not drives it more than not. Mm-hmm. We well because we we all believe things should be more convenient. Things should be easier because we're all so busy, quote unquote right. busy. You know what what you're saying? We're working more because of that. How do we how do we flip that switch or get over the hill to say the things that we should be doing with this time are not those things? Like realize that if you're gonna have just bought something, great, I gained 20 minutes of driving in the store and back time. I should go read a book or donate my time. Right, exactly. You know, how do you you know can someone start banking up those hours? You know, yeah. hey, you just saved instead of dollars, it's gonna be like time units in your life in a movie. Hey, you just saved a half hour with your time. Go fly a kite for a half That's hour. That's the um, conundrum for the the co-op. Yeah. That's a good campaign, though. There's, there's something interesting in that yeah. to talk about. Because here's here's what I was wondering about. I remember when we were kids, when we had to get our allowance and save it for the summer to go buy a Nintendo or the next movie or whatever it was. The things that certainly we had to go to the store to get. We couldn't imagine the internet being able to deliver it. But there was that the thought process of time and patience being built into those things that we had or the movie coming out you know you see the trailer and it comes out in two months and you go see it or the TV show would happen once every week and then it would be gone all summer and there's what else do you watch all summer that Mm -hmm. idea of things not being there not being always present I think helped teach us something you know whether whether it's everybody learned from that don't know but if you're a child growing up today you're not going to understand a world in which you can't just get something by you know Clicking, having right there in your hand within yeah. within a couple of days at least, in some way. So, as the parent of the table, <laughs> what impact is this having on the youth? Well, there's definitely more. For the kids, it's baked in. There is no unless we go away, like we go to South Africa and we stay there. There's no one-click shopping and shipping. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna, no. It's, it's possible in the cities, but where we go, it's impossible. It's kind of going up to Catskills. You know, good luck. Right. Yeah, you get uh, what you get. So, but that, that, that understanding is there. But day to day, the, you, why would you go to a shop? Because you can click and get it derived. You know, mm-hmm. if it's on Tuesday, you know, it'll be there on Friday. And it uh, doesn't impact with your school routine. I don't know. There's something that, there, there'll be a pushback. At the moment, they... The immediacy is still very novel for them, and they, it's baked in. But it's it's a self the, I guess, easily 
uh, ripe rots easily. Right. Yeah. Because you get it, you appreciate it quickly, and it's done and dusted. So you see a lot of kids' rooms have millions of toys because the appreciation, this is the one thing you get for the summer. It's now a little bit more high, high turnover. Because more things are coming out, things, and it's easier to get those it's, more things. It's easier and cheaper to get things, so the churn on that's pretty high. So I think as parents you try and limit that and definitely educate about it. But uh, from their side, you know, the shinier toy is always a nice thing. Right. In a certain way, it seems like they haven't had the perspective of having to wait for something yet. And when it comes to toys, of course, those are pretty easy and disposable. When they have to say, shoot, I have to save up money to buy a car or a house, they're going to start to really understand why can't I have a car or a house right now. It's like those things take savings and, and the proper ways to go get through. And you can't just like get everything just by wanting it. Too true. It makes sense, too, that, you know, big-ticket items will still always be the things that we'll put up on pedestals and say, how long till I can get that iPhone, how long till I can get that Chanel purse, yeah. etc. will always be the parameter for, yeah, just because I can go get a Chanel purse at one click doesn't mean I should be buying it today because I don't have the funds for it. Or maybe one click's going to lead to us being in such credit card debt that we're really hell-bound. Yeah, that's possible, too. People aren't probably budgeting. It's so much easier to just impulse shop. I mean, this is almost like the QVC problem, like that traditional like stereotype of like the woman, the you know, the middle-aged housewife who's like always in debt from QVC sure. shopping. Yeah. This is the same thing, except it's like everyone and it's on their phone. Yeah, this is the problem, right? Everyone, you know, I think I bought some plane tickets a couple days ago on my phone. You know, you think where you could make like that, that used to be, you used to have like a setting where you go to your computer and think about the dates and do all this, and now you're like you kind of lock in the dates. You're like, okay, great. All on my phone, I just spent $800 on flights like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can do that that easily and quantify that across whatever number of different sites in a hotel suddenly or buying an iPhone or buying a printer or buying anything that easily, you know, we were shopping at Home Depot and you can realize it's just like even what Home Depot allows you to do online in terms of being able mm-hmm. to like get things quickly. Like it's just like you want it delivered the next day, IKEA, delivered the next day. It's all there. So that idea of on-demand for products is certainly there, too, beyond just the things that we imagine the goods in our lives. You know, so that that's a really interesting thing. So then one thing I just realized is that that means in terms of planning, we're building this short-term planning muscle, but our long-term planning muscle is, like, completely not being used. And that's really critical to economic decisions, like decisions about well-being, because we're not even thinking about going through a travel agent and booking a flight like that anymore. That's really... It's interesting times. And, and I think... And we're going to sound like dinosaurs <laughs> compared to, like, other generations. Coupled with that, that work idea, though, I think it's it's almost driven by market environments from now on, right? Whether it's work and hiring freelancers, whether it's what we're looking at in the stock market, etc. People are only forecasting out a quarter, maybe two. You know, asking anybody to think, well, what will this look like in a year? People will say, well, we have a rough plan, but... We're, we're obviously going to be agile and nimble to be able to pivot and move as necessary. And even though that was the problem with the housing crisis, is that like people didn't think about the future properly. It's right. we're, 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 we're set up to do it. Right. There's a, well, there's another mechanism uh, eviscerating the, the foundations that we have underneath like our financial underpinnings. Like, spend all your money on these other things outside your house. Oh, and still have your house yeah. as well. It's very troubling when you think about <laughs> what we're headed for. Yes. 
Definitely. So, is there is there any hope that someone comes in, it, it, Amazon, Apple, you know, Google with the results to be instant and as quick as possible and, and in your face and get you to a better place to be able to make you do that purchase? Everything's about the conversion cycle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the holy grail for anyone we talk to in marketing, in UX design. How do you make it easier? How do you make it seamless? How do you make less clicks? How do you buy with one single click? How do you put it all on demand? Swipe this card. Is there anyone who's going to profit or gain from getting us to not have everything on demand? Uh, I don't know. There's the Long Now Foundation, which is pretty interesting. That is the um, the clock. That this you know this insane clock that's gonna right. bang once every. <laughs> it's such a long-term project. The people that are on now. Or like the, the first second of this lifespan. Yeah. People in 130, 400, 500 years are going to get the fruition of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're, they're projects like that would, uh, that question the long term, very extreme long term. Uh, if you think about the most amazing thing was probably this year was the landing of the, the probe on the... On uh, Mars. No, on the... Uh, oh, on Comet, yeah. yeah. 12 years of actual, you know, even 20 years in planning or whatever, 12 years of actually tracking and recorrecting the trajectory yeah. to land on the thing. Yeah. My, like when I said to my kids, like, do you understand how long this took? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah it took long. But I don't think that really... Right. Yeah, as as don't, long as you've been alive, yeah, somebody's been working it, on this one project. This was insane, like the level of like sophistication and thinking yeah. that went into it. So, do people profit from those kind of projects? I don't know. In the immediacy, probably not. But it definitely shapes your outlook on things. Do you think this is a real wild tangent? The the job you have influences how much of an on-demand person you are because there's a certain level of convenience. I want my groceries delivered because it's just going to save me some time on a Saturday to be able to go do blank. But the more invested you are in someone who has you know, we all work in some kind of marketing or design, you know, PR disposability mm-hmm. is a constant in our lives. And so right. we, in, in essence, push it, but we also are pulled by it in the same way what you were saying, Sona. Are people who are less pushed by immediacy not affected by it as much? I, no, I see it across the board. Yeah. Um, friends in education or <clears throat> in other fields, everyone's using the same tools. It's my definitely it's urban, peri-urban, and... Know, less so in outer-lying outer areas. Right. Uh, the convenience, it's the cities are very convenient places to live. They're very expensive, though. Yeah. And the more on-demand we have, the better for that kind of living, so people can just keep... It's easier. It's just, you know... Yeah, and so on-demand equates to easy. I wonder what the the same synonyms would be for less appealing things. What would, what would people say the backlash might be to on-demand in that way, that mm. it's, like you say, it was it's disposable. You talked earlier about maybe having to truck too much stuff in, more people being able to ship things, more packaging, more cartons, etc. If we don't solve that, certainly. Oh, in terms of economics, it doesn't really make any sense. There's so much packaging involved. Even like something like blue ribbon, which I think is really cool. The fact that there's that much packaging for like little tiny amounts of spices—that's mm. that's it's terrible. Insane. That's really really terrible. 
wonder what people do to eventually start to realize that there's that do do people expect the packaging to get better to be able to meet their needs of what it is on demand and a healthy world right and, or does on demand always try mm. ch- one cool good thing eggs, is they deliver the stuff in a basket the good eggs is bankrupt now yeah. good eggs is going out of business so, I guess it wasn't so. a great eggs. I think it's also that's more about like the demand expansion. I mean, you know, running a business is challenging. There's a lot of things you have to think about. I think that's part of it. And on demand becomes just the baseline of anything to at least succeed nowadays. And that like takes a lot stakers. of capital. Right. It takes a lot. And it takes probably not thinking about the long-term needs of what it is, really, because mm-hmm. it's like if I can't get it to you today or tomorrow, no one's going to want my service in the first place. I won't oh, be around. I do want to shout out one company that I think was doing something really right in terms of delivery. And I know I mentioned this company to you, Reformation. Um, they're, they're a fashion brand just for women. But one thing that's cool is when you order a package, they send you a label that allows them to recycle an old thing that you don't want anymore. So a lot of their clothes are made from recycled materials. Yeah. And I like that concept of making the consumer think, okay, I'm getting something to my closet. I know this means I'm going to wear this. Probably never. Instead of throwing it, why not give it to someone who actually can create another good from it? Why can't we build in that yeah. response that you don't just get something from the button, but you give it, get and you give to get, be thoughtful get and about give. it? Well, that's, that, that's hopeful mm-hmm. that people are understanding that and that the business cycle can not only withstand that, but have something built into that to make it even better. Yeah, mm. definitely. Great. It's always good to end on a positive note, something like that. <laughs> See, everybody, there's a good future out there yes. for on demand if we're just thoughtful about what we're demanding all the time. <laughs> demand is a great word, too, when you really think about it. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's great. All right, guys, well, this has been another episode of The Weather Report. Thanks for listening, and please, please do, now that we're up on iTunes, yay! yay. Uh, please do continue to subscribe us, and we'd love to hear your comments. Uh, especially if you like us, shout us out, let us know. Or leave a review on leave, iTunes. Leave a review would be great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.